0: This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode 27. All information in this podcast, including links, can be found at yourkickasslife forward slash 27.
1: This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it,
0: life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, The girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. I'm going to take this moment to introduce today's episode guest. Many of you might already know her. It is Amy Smith, who's also my best friend in the whole world and colleague of mine. So here she is. Amy Smith is a certified and credentialed personal and couples life coach, masterful speaker, and relationship and personal empowerment expert. Owner and founder of the Joy Junkie Enterprises, Amy uses her roles as coach, writer, and speaker to move individuals beyond limiting beliefs and sabotaging mindsets to a place of radical personal empowerment and self-love. Co-founder of TheSelfLoveRevolution.com and BringYourThing.com with moi, Amy has been instrumental in aiding hundreds of women in stepping into their authentic power and craft lives they desire. She is highly sought after for her uncommon style of irreverence, wisdom, and humor, and has been featured on as an expert on Fox 5 San Diego and YourTango.com. So without further ado, here is today's episode. Hey everyone. Welcome to episode twenty-seven. You just heard about my guest that I have on, and this is her second appearance. We should have our own show together. Just We
2: should. (laughs) (laughs) You totally should. It
0: needs to be on our vision board. (laughs) (laughs) Manifest that shit. But I I think that this is a long overdue topic, really. And it's been something that that has been on my mind a lot lately, and, uh, and that is manifesting your tribe as, like, how the hell to be a good friend now that we are, quote, unquote, of a certain age. And I, I get this question um, pretty regularly. You know, women, women want to – you know, sometimes they outgrow the friends that they had when they were in high school or college, or maybe they've, they've gotten married um, and had kids, and they've outgrown their single friends, or it's the other way around. Maybe you're still single, and your friends have gotten married, and you just and that's not how your life looks. And and you want a really great tribe of female connections. And and people ask me this all the time, and I know they ask you too, Amy. It's like how how do I find these people? So I'm dedicating an entire podcast episode to it. I got your back, people. I'm here for you. Nice. And what what better person to have the conversation with than my own bestie? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because
2: I think the, the reason why we hear it so often is because it's kind of this weird place that we find ourselves in in our 30s and 40s where we go, wait a minute. Like we, you know, we make such changes in our lives and we start to evolve and grow. And it's not just as simple as, you know, in your high school or 20s when it was like everybody's fucking partying.
0: Right. And you have like well, and everyone's you have like around one, you. Like you just kind of pick.
2: Right. And you just, everybody's kind of in the same thing. And every, every once in a while, there's like one random, like way evolved person. <laughs> and that was yeah, kind of And me. that was always
1: you. <laughs>
2: that was me. And that's why all my friends are way older. But, um, but yeah, I think people go through this place where they're like, well, what now? And they have these kind of antiquated friendships that are just not serving them anymore. And the only thing you have on your side is history.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And then comes the time where, Either you have to break up with that friend or, or most of the time, I believe that the, the friendships sort of um, kind of go away organically. And this is what's interesting too, is that a lot of times I will, I will work with a new client and what we always do in the very beginning is... is is figure out what her values are. Like, these are the things that are the most important to her. These are things that are really the foundation of her fulfillment and happiness. And every once in a while, like we'll be looking at the list and I won't see on there at all, like human connection, female friendships, um, you know, like Mm -hmm. good, strong relationships. And I'll ask her about it. And a lot of times when we're making this list of values, we forget values that are really important to us because they're not being honored. And so what, this happened to me recently with a with a, a client I started working with about a month ago. Yeah, it's been a month. Same thing, and and I asked her, and she was like, "I have like one friend, and so we're both mm-hmm. really busy, and usually like I have my coworkers, and but yeah, it is something that's really important to me. I just haven't been." I haven't been um, honoring it. I haven't been. She wasn't being proactive in the relationship, and I think it's really common. It's, it's common in my own life too. So that's what we're here to talk about. That's what we're we're here to tell y'all about how to really well a few things. So what I want to do is is break this this podcast down into three parts. So I'm going to tell you what you're going to get. First, we're going to talk about like how how do you be a good friend? What does that even look like? We're going to talk about. Um, Yourself and you in the relationship because you make up fifty percent of it. <laughs> a lot of people forget that, right? And then, and then Amy and I are going to talk to you about uh, how to manifest that tribe because it's all super important stuff. So let's start here, Amy. Let's talk about um, how how to be a good friend because you you said it too. You get out of high school and and for a lot of people, you know, you get through your twenties. And personally speaking for me it was I had this core group in high school and and in throughout my 20s and it was really what was important to our friendships was having fun like really that's that's what we did and it was part was a lot of partying and then we started to settle down we all started getting married and things started to change um some of us were having babies and and then like, you, and then the friendships change because then it's like your husband's friend. And, and also what happened for me, and I didn't even really start thinking about this until I was in my early thirties was how do you actually be a good friend? Because mm. I'll be the first person to admit that I was not a great friend in my, my twenties and teens. Like I was a lot of fun,
3: <laughs> right.
0: but like the really important stuff, I didn't know how to be. And so that's what I wanted to talk about. Like, so Amy, give us your take on what it, like, what it looks like from a practical standpoint to be a good friend.
2: Well, I've I just jotted down three things that I think um, I've noticed in the evolution, just of who I've been as a friend and I love our friendship, Andrea, because we always are saying, we always talk about it. Like, Oh, here's, here's how I operate. And well, this is how I operate. And here's, here's what I need from you. And here's where I'm falling
0: short. Yeah. I say that. Right. right.
2: (laughs) And, and you're so, you're so great. You're such a great example because I, I watch you really make a concerted effort and that's really cool. Um, but I'll tell you what, you know, I've, I've shared with my community, and, and as you know, I've been involved in theater. Well, the theater uh, department and organization that I'm a part of has a lot of kids in it, like 18 to 22. Mm-hmm. So there's a really stark contrast in the decade that they're in and the decade that I'm the generation that I'm in, really. And one of the things that I've noticed is the difference in being very egocentric versus really caring about everybody else. And that's one of the big components that I notice in the people that I want to be around, the friendships I want to cultivate and how I want to be a good friend is really, and I really practice this a lot with you as well, is asking, genuinely asking how you are and uh, really meaning it. Like not just saying like, hey, how are you? And already spacing out because that's another thing that I see with these kids. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they don't, they don't ever ask me how I am or what's going on in my life or anything like that. It's really focused solely on me, egocentric. You know, what do I need? To, you know, am I hungry? Am I, do I need money? Do, you know, it's mm-hmm. all about what's going on. with They don't have the capacity yet. It's just not as important to look at the things externally and really invest in it. So I would say start really genuinely asking people how they are. I mean, this is just such a basic practical thing. Really mean it. And then really, really be able to hear it because that's another thing is I think we say it flippantly and then it doesn't help with the technology and, you know, they're calling, you know, the new Z generation, they're calling it the app generation because they're so stuck in their phones and we're, we're not communicating with each other anymore. And Mm -hmm. so you'll say things like, Hey, up!" and and completely disappear and not hear what somebody else is going through. Mm -hmm. It's presence. It's just an ex, um, an exercise of presence with that other person.
0: Yeah. Super important. I think that, you know, to tag on to that, I don't think that you're asking, like, like, do that to every single person that you encounter. But oh, no. Like, when you ask it, mean it and do it. Well, just in the friend, like, if, if you're, I'm talking,
2: if you're conversing with somebody, you consider a good friend.
0: Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because how
2: easy is it? We've all had that friend that you jump on the phone and they just unleash all their shit. Yeah. And they don't even ask you how you are. That's the muscle I'm saying, start flexing that a little bit, you know? And I, my husband really helped me with that because I always, you know, wanted to let him hear all about my day. And I had to really start practicing asking him first, And being ready to hear, not Mm -hmm. just ready for me to start jumping in and telling him about my day, Mm -hmm. but to really hear what's going on with him. Yeah. Creating space for it.
0: Yeah. I think that's a big lesson. And I think back in my twenties and like, I was so that girl, like so egocentric, like it really was all about me. And I only really knew if something was going on with my friends, if it was a crisis Mm -hmm. and it was like in front of my face and like, Oh shit, you're not okay. Like, okay, let's, let's figure this out. And, um, and that's something that, that I've really had to learn and still practice. And and I think to some extent, it's just, we're selfish creatures. I I think that that's true. So this is a, like you were just saying, it's a muscle that needs to be worked (laughs) and practiced. Yeah.
2: But it's also, it's something that we crave, uh, from the other person as well. Yeah. And, and I feel, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like the more you and I practice that and the more we've done that, the more we're aware when we're monopolizing the conversation or, you know, both of us will say, my God, I'm so sorry. If we just had a purge and dump something out, you know, yeah. we'll say, I'm so sorry. I really want to hear what's going on with you. Thank you for thank you for hearing me when I needed to just get all this out, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because there's this genuine respect for the other person having a space to yeah. be vocal as well
0: yeah for sure for sure i I found another thing that 's helpful too and, and you mentioned it briefly is really when you start to learn and this is kind of a like a like a byproduct a good byproduct of personal development is that you start to learn really truly your own personality and and how you operate so for me, what it looked like was like i 've always known like i am i 'm an outgoing person i'm you know, I can be a little bit aggressive and, and, and domineering, and you know, I've been called bossy so many times. I like to refer to it as I am a leader <laughs> <laughs> and bossy. But I, I I love like personality tests, and there's so many free ones that you can do online to kind of like really hone in like who you are, like it really truly what's in your DNA. I spent a long time apologizing for, for how I was, and I, I no longer do that. But one of the things that I learned, I, I worked with a coach before, and she did what's called the disc assessment, and it was super interesting. And, and what I found out was um, some good stuff, like some stuff I already knew, but was what was really helpful. <laughs> what was the stuff that I could, I had the tendency to take too far and to a fault. So, for instance, I learned that I am so productive, and that people, the way that the disc assessment works is like DIS. C or something, yeah. and, and you can get like high or low ratings in each one. And I got like a really high D and a really high I. So yeah. what what Gina told me was one of the things she said was that we um we put we have a tendency to put productivity and projects before relationships. So the good part is that we are extremely productive, like we get shit done and it's and it's hyper focused. So where that becomes a fault is that We we kind of push people away and like and just can be dicks. (laughs) Yeah, but but not realize it without even realizing it. Absolutely, like I had no idea. Like my focus was to get the project so we can you know reap these benefits, whatever it was that we wanted. Like the goal, it it was sort of like like um, what are those? The greyhounds, like hanging the you know whatever, and they just like go for it and they don't see anything else. So that's Mm -hmm. how I was working. And so it was important for me to find that out because, uh, I don't want to put, I don't want, like my relationships are more important than my work, like from a value point of view. So it was good for me to kind of take that personality assessment and, and, and see what I can work on. So that's, that's what I want you guys to take away with, you know, and like the, um, the Myers-Briggs and things like that. Like, look at those and, and embrace who you are, but look at things like, okay, where might that get in the, in the way of my friendships and relationships? hmm.
2: Yeah, that's that's a huge one.
0: Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. You can use earn for anything you need to, therapy visits, rent, or even extra self-help books. Make earn a part of your financial routine and join earn over 3.5 million customers who say things like, When I think about earn I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind.
2: another kind of practical tip that people could take again like tangible easy stuff and this is something i do constantly is uh and i had to really train myself to do this my mom's excellent at this is really writing down important dates and important things like Mm -hmm. now if you tell me that colton uh your son has a a crucial doctor's appointment or Jason has a job interview or, you know, or you are launching something. Mm -hmm. I will write it in my calendar because I know it's a big deal to you. And just a quick little text. And you're excellent at this as well. Just saying like, Hey, how'd your launch go today? Or, Hey, how'd that doctor visit go? Uh, I just recently had, um, a newer friendship that, uh, who the assistant director of um, a show I just did. And I I really, really love her. And she had a job interview and I wrote it down in my calendar and I just hit her up on Facebook and said, Hey, I know, I know things are, are, uh, are really crazy today and I'm sending you lots of good energy. So, I mean, this is very simple and all you have to do is like really listen, Mm -hmm. really hear when somebody says, yeah, so tomorrow, so on Friday, we're going to go do this. Write it down real quick. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Or send them a reminder on your phone and just check in. Yeah, I think, and those are, and I'm always, like, it is such a sweet, thoughtful thing to do, and it's it's so awesome. Like, Amy and I use the the app, Heytel, and yes. if you don't have it, you all should get it. It's free, and it's, especially, like, if you write long texts or, like, you want to leave someone a voicemail, but you don't necessarily need to call them right now, Heytel is for you. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> but like walkie-talkies. Like to, yeah, like walkie-talkies, kind of. So it's, like, to get a Heytel from you where you're, like, hey, how was that, that, that doctor's appointment and it's like almost oh, like it's just so nice to know that someone and here's the thing. So a lot of times like I don't I don't write it down. So here's what I do. Which I could write it down. I should start doing that. But what works for me is that when I think of you, like if I know today you um it's an audition for like your show or something. Mm -hmm. And I'll think of it like quickly, like I'll be putting my socks on or something. And I'm like, Oh, today's Amy's audition for that show. I immediately drop what I'm doing, grab my phone and send you a text. Like in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. That's what I do. And it's, it's about just, and I I learned that too about gratitude is like, it's, it's, It's great to write down your gratefuls, but like expressing gratitude takes that energy to a whole new level. And that's very similar as to what I was just saying, like expressing your thoughtful, like that you are actually thinking of that person and wishing them well, say it out loud, actually express it to that person. So I found that to be like, you're the first friend that I've actually done that to.
2: Yeah, I've been, I've notice that, you know, especially lately where you've said, I don't, I don't know if I tell you enough how much I'm thankful for this, or I really find that such an awesome trait that you can do this. And I don't know if I tell you enough and that's all you have to say. It goes such a long way. And you know, it's so funny, the parallels of this as well as working in intimate relationships and partnerships, it's all very simple stuff. Mm -hmm. It just takes a little bit of effort. So if you're going like, God, I don't have time to send a text, then maybe you don't have time for a friendship.
3: (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? Like,
2: let's, you might be a total dick. So like you were saying, what else are you making more important? Because Mm -hmm. clearly if you don't have enough time to just send a quick message saying, I'm thinking of you, then there's some other stuff in your life that you're making really, really important. And is it Mm -hmm. on the grand scheme of your value system, you know?
0: Is it Candy Saga Crush or Candy Crush or whatever? <laughs> Candy Crush Saga. Get it right.
2: I'm on level 461. I, had to,
0: I quit. I'm, I need to quit. I'm level like 132.
2: I, need, I really, really need to quit.
0: I couldn't get past a level and I finally just gave up.
2: <laughs> yeah. I. Oh, God. But, um, but you know what? Another, another point that I wanted to make too, and I, we've kind of uh, danced around it a little bit, is really knowing how your friends receive love because uh, you and I noticed this really early on in uh, like i'm i'm very wordy i'm really overly amorous like i love to express my feelings talk about it gratitude thank people i have no problem even if somebody is like really uncomfortable receiving a compliment i'll just shower them like crazy mm-hmm. like I have no problems with that but for the same reason it's hard for me to receive an email that's just factual or just Really curt, like, hey, can you send this? Or, hey, I did this. Or, when are you going to have this available? I need like little XOXO or a little smiley face. Like, I need something to show me that it's friendly and loving, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that was a real stretch for you because you're so like, let's just, just get the get fact, this, ma'am. Let's just get this shit done. Yeah. You know? And then for me, I don't, I don't care as much about people celebrating my birthday on the day or, Like, I just don't care about it as much. I'm like, oh, okay, it's fine. It's just another day. But it's a huge deal for you. So I try to really make sure that I extend myself for Mm -hmm. you on your birthday make sure Sure. I get you something and then mail it on time. And, you know, sometimes that's really hard for me because I just don't care about it as much. Mm -hmm. But I know that you cares.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's about learning that person's love language. Yeah, so if you're not familiar with that book, it's called The Five Love Languages, and I cannot remember the author's name right now. I'll, the, the link will be in the show notes, but it's basically about learning how other people um, feel love and how you express love and how that all works. So it's a good book. So <clears throat> let's start talking about, you know, we talked about, like, some some good practical stuff of how to be a good friend. I mean, we could have an entire episode just on that. But Probably. I wanted to move on to about manifesting your tribe, and um you know that might be actually like a good time to mention that we have a new class that's open for registration right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Shameless plug. Well, and a big part of that is—it's called Bring Your Thing. Go to bringyourthing.com and sign up for for free video training. But in there, we talk about like that is part of like what it takes to win. That's part one of the things is like how to accomplish your goals. Like your support system, your like tribe of key players is hugely important. in not only your life, but like going after the stuff that you want. So important. So bringyourthing.com. Go there. Sign up. You won't be sorry. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And, you know, even if, even if you don't have a tribe right now and that's your thing, like I've, you and I both have worked with plenty of clients who want to manifest a new group of like minded mm-hmm. spirits or good friendships. So, That could be your thing. That, you know, the whole concept behind the, the, this free training is to teach people what it takes to create the things they really, really want. Bring your thing, bring your big goal, your dream, the thing you want to accomplish. And so we're going to show you exactly what it takes to make those things happen. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it's the internal work. So, so much. So, I
0: mean, even that could be
2: your thing is that you want new friendships. So cruise over there and we'll show you some really tangible ways to make it happen.
0: Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about manifesting your tribe. I know you have like some great stories and, and evidence of how this is totally possible and how you've done it in your life. But I wanted to start in a different place because I feel like people get pretty clear quickly about the type of person that they want in their life. And this can be with like a, like a partner too. Like, you know, making your list of Mr. Right. And you can make a list of, of your perfect best friend and what you want he or she to, to, to be and what kind of person do you want them to be? What kind of values do you want them to, to be? And I think that uh, what's so important, what's this like before you do all of that, and this is something that I did not do until recently, which has completely changed my life. Is commit and declare and figure out who you are going to be in the friendship Uh because that is so important. If you're not a great friend yet and, and you don't know how to be one, I'm not making you wrong for not being one. You probably just haven't learned yet. Right. That is more important as a first step. So I always tell people, you know, when they come to to coaching or, you know, Amy and I have taught classes on this and and we we ask them of this, like, how are you going to commit? Like, how much time do you have to commit to a friendship? What are you – how are you going to show up? Like Amy was just saying, like – are, do you have the the capacity to ask that person how their day was and honestly listen? Mm-hmm. Do you have the capacity to to do thoughtful things like you know talk to them about specific things that are going on? Do you have the capacity to to what we say in coaching hold the space for someone that's going through a really hard time and just to like see and hear that person maybe with not fixing it because really that's all we want. But I think I mean, what do you what do you have to say to that, Amy?
2: well yeah again it's it's moving from selfless to or selfish to selfless mm-hmm. and it, and I'm a huge fan of being selfish like i think we <laughs> i really do think
0: we I am need so a, selfish
2: well i think we're we have way too much victimhood, martyrdom, paying attention to everybody else's feelings except our own, and we get to the end of our life and we've lived for everybody else instead of ourselves so mm-hmm. i I think there's a lot of people who can flex a selfish muscle but um I think in this case if you're looking at only what it's in it for you you're not really looking at a reciprocal relationship so if you start backwards and say here's who I'm willing to be here's who I am how I am willing to show up this is what I am willing to extend myself to therefore I'm deserving of somebody who can meet me where I am that's a way more powerful place plus if you're really uh powerful and confident about who you're being in the world, you have way more um, – oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You, you're way more committed to holding out for friendships that that can really meet you where you are mm-hmm. because if you're not really clear about what you're bringing to the table and what you're willing to do and, and all of the amazing things that you are willing to be inside of a friendship – you're just like looking to get, 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 get. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing a mentor of mine speaking and he said, uh, give and you shall receive Mm -hmm. instead of ask. And I really loved that because it, and I happened to be at a marketing conference at the time. And I, instead of looking around at everybody else going, I wonder if they could be a good connection for me. Oh, can I get their business card? And can I, you know, Oh, maybe they can help me move up the totem pole. I went total giver's gain, And everybody I met, I just was like, how can I support you? What, as long as it felt right, you know, right. again, but I went a totally different way about who can I be? How can I show up? And what I was met with was absolutely amazing. People going like, yeah, so how can I support you? And, and then it became this incredible reciprocal relationship. And many of them I still have to this day. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an amazing point is get really clear on you first. Yeah. And, and what you're going to give. Because then then you can kind of be like I'm deserving of reciprocity. Cuz mm-hmm. I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of how I'm showing up in this friendship.
0: If you're not, check yourself. Yeah. And this might be a good time too. If you're feeling extra reflective to think back, well, I think it's important to like, I think that everything in our life can be viewed as a life lesson. You know, I I wrote an entire book on it. Like all of the lessons that I have in my book have been things that I have learned the hard way, pretty much. it, It isn't just like regurgitated advice. Like I've lived that shit. So, and one of those things was looking back on not only the intimate relationships in my life, but the friendships that I've had and where I fell short, Yeah. not like what she did to me and how she stabbed me in the back. And, you know, like she wasn't there for me and, but where did I fall short? And what I noticed my pattern was, is that I was, I was just selfish. Like I didn't, um, I was, I was always around for a good time. And, and, you know, I was there when things got tough, but I was not, Uh, I wasn't proactive in, in nurturing the friendships. It was very much like I had, I had surface friendships, Mm
4: -hmm.
0: tons of history, tons of good times, but it really was a surface friendships. I didn't know how to be there for someone. And, and what my first experience of that was the, the best friend I had before Amy, um, her mom got very ill. And I remember when she, she told me, and it was a shock To everyone like I felt extremely uncomfortable like there was a part of me that truly deep down wanted to be there for her but I I honestly did not know how I had never been met with a situation like I had never had a a time in my life where that had happened I had never had a friend bring that and I was just like and all I had to say (laughs) looking back (laughs) all I had to say was what do you need from me. How can I, how can I help you? But I was like, I think I was just stunned and like, didn't know the right thing to say and probably tried to fix it or probably just avoided it altogether. I can't specifically remember, but like, that was something I had to look back on. And actually recently I have made amends with that person and, um, uh, wrote her a letter of apology and just like really spelling out like what I needed to own and apologizing for not being a good friend. And, and really I didn't know how to be. And, um, So, you know, I, I spent just a tiny bit of time beating myself up for it, (laughs) Yeah. but really it was a huge life lesson. And I thanked that friend for it. Like, thank you for, she was a great example of a friend and, and I, and I wasn't for her. So I think when like the honeymoon wore off and I, it wasn't enough that I was just a lot of fun, (laughs) Right. Right. but a lot of that I've learned with my friendship with Amy. And so I think that's, you know, not to get off topic, but I think it's important to, to make amends with people. And um, mm-hmm. it's not easy. Like I, I dragged my feet on writing that letter for for uh, actually a couple of years. Yeah, and I finally did, and I, thought, I know you talked me through it a few times, Amy. But but I think that it and it was and just like writing it out, like writing out the letter was so cathartic, and um, and and just owning like who you are as a person and learning from it. It was a. He- I am so grateful for that friendship. Uh, for the life lesson that it taught me. So for you listening, like where, think about your past friendships and, and don't blame the other person. Like where, where did you fall short? What can you own that was your part that you can name it and try your best to change it and to shift it and be a better friend?
2: Right. Like what, um, it, it, you know, I always say like suffering without the lesson is is just pain, but suffering with the lesson is wisdom Well, hey
4: there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free It's like having your bestie in your pocket telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter free.
1: Lynn, this time of year,
3: parenting can be such a fluster clux. You've come to the right place. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff.
2: So I mean, I like that. if you can look back and go, damn, that was a shitty-ass time, but here's what I was meant to learn, then you can grow. And sometimes what you might need to own is that you just gave way too much to the wrong person. Like yeah. maybe, maybe that's the lesson. Maybe it was the opposite. Maybe it was... Like if maybe they're in the shoes of, of your last friendship, Andrea, where mm-hmm. it was like I gave and gave and gave to this person who wasn't able to reciprocate. So maybe that's the lesson, mm-hmm. you know, or for you, the lesson is, okay, I need to man up. There was, I was uncomfortable and so I ran away from hard things. Mm-hmm. That's what I needed to learn. Right. But it doesn't, you will learn zero if you just stay in a place of blame or victimhood like oh what was me i had this shitty ass relationship you will learn mm-hmm. nothing you yeah. will move on with doing the same shit over and over and over again mm-hmm. so ask yourself what's your lesson what do you need to own i love it
0: yeah yeah okay so let's move on to um uh, how to manifest your people how to manifest mm-hmm. your tribe where would where would somebody start amy well i think
2: um one of the most powerful things is just the declaration, just the decision, because something really interesting happens when you declare it. And it's just, uh, I mean, we could get into law of attraction or metaphysics, quantum physics. I don't even think it needs to be that complicated. I think the fact of putting, some, I always call it putting it on your radar. So for instance, if you were to say, okay, I want to buy a yellow Ford F-150 truck, you and you just decide that one day. You better bet your ass that around every corner, you will notice every yellow Mm. Ford F-150 truck, you will notice it in every ad in your newspaper. Why? Because it's on your radar. So if you decide, I want to attract new friendships, it will now be on your radar. So every interaction you have, whether you're at school or you're at work or you're with family or you have new neighbors, you start like kind of honing your little signal going, huh, I wonder if I would connect with them. And you start noticing opportunities more. So that's the first step is just deciding that you want it. But I had a situation, uh, years ago, this was actually probably about five or six years ago. It was prior to you coming into my life, Andrea. And I had looked around really similar to a lot of our clients that, that have expressed this. And I had one really close friendship at the time that wasn't wholly reciprocal. I felt like I was kind of always supporting her and it wasn't always, she just didn't have the capacity to be what I needed. And so I kind of, I put a call out. I was like, okay, listen, universe, I need like-minded spirits. I need to draw to myself like-minded spirits who can call me on my shit, who hold me, you know, in the highest regard, who, um, who want my greatest good, you know, all the things that I have my, my husband, but from a network of friends. And I had another like kind of social group of friends, but they were really taking a different path, like really superficial, getting really into like Coke and shit like that. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want anything to do with this. So it became blaringly obvious that this was a desire of my heart. So I put the call out, like I just told you. And then the second piece of that was to take inspired action. And this is one of the biggest lessons that I've ever learned about attraction or manifestation is you have to do something and you have to do something that feels good. So at the time, I didn't know. Like, how do you just, like, drop awesome friendships into your lap? Like, (laughs) where do you go? A friendship store? No. Like, there's, you know, so I thought, okay, well – I I could actually get a gym membership because at the time I was heavily involved in a very specific fitness community. And I knew that a lot of the people who had the same did the same types of workout hung out in a local gym. So I thought, let me do that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Now, if I if I was to say, okay, let me start hitting the bar scene, that wouldn't that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. that is not my inspired action. It has to be something that keeps you in that frequency of enjoyment. Like, yes, this is awesome. So, and you're doing something because it's kind of the sign energetically, like I'm doing my part. I don't know how to make it happen, but I'm going to do what I know. Yeah. So, so I got a gym membership and, uh, and coincidentally, nobody showed up there. Um, I had a couple of different new neighbors, two different sets of neighbors move in with that were couples that were similar to my age. So I started You know, going to them and and trying to initiate kind of a friendship, it really ran dry. The point is, is that I was showing the energetic force that I was willing to do my part. Mm -hmm. So it started getting dropped to me. I... So it started – all these friendships started pouring into my life from areas that I could never have perceived. One of them was you. I ended up going through coach training, and I wasn't even thinking, duh, like, of course, that's a great place to meet kindred spirits. I was thinking, okay, I just need to check this off my certification. I need to check this off for my career. And then I end up meeting you.
0: Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even – it was actually after we both had completed training and we were there. We had come back for to be assistants. To be assistants, right? But I was kind of—I was in such career
2: mode because mm-hmm. I was like, "I need to know if this is exactly where I need to go on this path." I wasn't even thinking. I bet. I bet this is how it'll be dropped to me or delivered to me.
0: And I was pregnant, so I wasn't really like, "Ooh, I'm gonna go out meet my new best friend." Right. Right. <laughs> I was very pregnant.
2: I did a random makeup job at the time, uh, which I never did at all. Uh, but I did this random makeup job where I met, um, I met one of my other very, very close friends, um, who I'm still quite close with. Uh, the same time my mom ran into, um, a childhood friend of mine at a fireworks show in a (laughs) totally different County and got me in touch with an old friend of mine from childhood. And we're still, I ended up like doing her makeup for her wedding a few years ago, um, I've just I've seen her band perform a bunch of times. Like We're still very much connected. I
0: didn't know all that happened around the same time.
2: All around the same time. And it was such a testament to you don't have to know the how. Mm-hmm. You don't have to know the how. You have to decide and declare, and then you have to actually take inspired action with that, the knowledge that you do have. And it just has to be something that would light you up that you would want to do. And it may or may not yield results, but that's not the point. The point is you're doing your part. Mm-hmm. So it'll be delivered to you. Yeah. That's what I've found. That's that's my real world experience of requesting, doing my part, and then not and letting go of the how and then it was delivered.
0: Yeah, I love that. I, I do, I love that. And it's so important the part that you said about doing things that feel good. Because there are lots of ways there are lots of hows. You know, like you could go to go to meetup dot com and like find different groups of people that that, you know, love great Danes like you do or um, Mm -hmm. that are in like a book club and things like that. But, but more importantly, like it has to be inspired action. It has to be stuff that feels good. Like for instance, like I don't love networking events Mm -hmm. and I, and I, I work with brand new coaches too. And like, it never fails. Like somebody will come to a call and they're like, my other coach said that I had to go to networking events, but I hate them. And I'm like, for God's sake, stop going. (laughs) Yeah, stop going. You're not going to manifest your business. You're not going to manifest your friends if you're doing shit that you don't, that, that, that it's like a hell no or like a meh, not really that excited about it. Because what what Amy's speaking to here is all about your energy. So like what you put out, like the energy that you have while you're doing these hows, while you're even just thinking about it is is really what is sort of like how quote unquote quantum physics works and like how the whole manifesting thing really works. So like for instance, when Amy was at the, at the coach training, even, even though she may not have like said like before the weekend started, like, I think I'm going to meet my new friend. Right. (laughs) But it was the, you were in the space of declaring to the universe, like, this is what I want. I am, I'm open to new possibilities. Like I'm being proactive and I'm taking inspired action. So you're, you're basically like, what, isn't it you that always says like the universe won't show up unless you do or something. Right. The universe can't play a
2: bigger game until you do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was your version of playing a bigger game, stepping out of your comfort zone, even like going to the gym, like taking inspired. When you were saying that, I was kind of laughing to myself. Like I totally pictured you in like <laughs> all done up with like your cute, super cute um, exercise outfit, like after spinning <laughs> class or something. Like everyone's walking out, and you're like, ah, ah,
2: "Hello." <laughs> Are you kidding me? You no, know, I was like front and center, like getting some shit handled. But but it's so fun. I mean. There was something else that I did at the time. I was trying to think it you just reminded me. Oh, oh, I went to a spiritual center. I went to a church that was um right by my house and I loved the message. But the grouping of people was primarily I would say the demographic was probably 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. So a considerably different friendship group which I've always, you know, gravitated towards older people, but it wasn't there either. But the point was it was something that I enjoyed, mm-hmm. and I I took an action because you are sorely mistaken if you think you can just think about it for a second and do jack shit about it, and it's going to get delivered to you.
0: That's not how it works. It's yes. just not, not how not it works. Fall into your lap.
2: Right. Yeah. And it also won't work if while you're taking inspired action, even if you like what you're doing, you're talking mad shit to yourself I all was the just time about to say that. Yeah. In like. The inner work, what you're doing inside. If you're constantly negative, if you're constantly thinking, "God, they think those people think I'm so stupid," or "I bet they don't like me." That's an energy.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: That's what you have to control. That's what you have to uh, reroute in order to start attracting the similar energy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I think too, it's it's about. And I know this is like a kind of a weird topic, is like the whole like being. Well, here I'll 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 go with this direction. So while you're say you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I'm gonna get off this podcast and I'm gonna I'm gonna start manifesting my my friendships. So here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to be so hyper focused on this Hmm. that that's like all you're thinking about. And like if it doesn't work out in a week, you're like, it's not gonna work. So in the meantime. Do stuff that lights you up, like whatever you can do, like focus on like, say you, you love your dogs and like, you'd love taking them to the dog park and, and, um, and watching them play with the other dogs while you're there, like be in the moment and, and really mm-hmm. focus on like how good it feels to watch your dog be happy. Or if it's your kids, like go to their their recitals or something and like be so grateful and sink into the moment of of what's really happening. It may seem like it's not related to you manifesting your tribe, but trust us, it is. Right. It's your energy. And when you're putting out there, like gratitude is, is, epically important to, to manifesting what you want and being grateful for what you have now, because it's not going to work if you're wanting to manifest your tribe and you're constantly focused on how you have no friends and you feel so sorry for yourself. And it's it's the same thing with money and manifesting money. Like you're not going to manifest more money if you're constantly obsessing on all of your credit card debt and your student loan bills Mm -hmm. and how you don't have enough you know, like you can only put a quarter tank of gas in your, in your car right now. So Mm -hmm. stay grateful for what you do have, say a little gratitude for all the friends that you've had in the past that, that have taught you lessons. Say, be grateful for the friends that, that you do have right now. So I, and that's, that's another big point of how this all works.
2: Yeah, that's so true. I mean, it really is. If you even just do a quick little check, um, you know, I have a, a whole little series that I do, like a little worksheets that I do with clients, and it's uh, how am I vibing? And this is a real simple thing that you can do. And if you just picture yourself as a little stick figure and almost like there's all these rays of light, you know, sticking out of you, almost like um, – The opposite version of pig pen, you know how he's always got like a cloud Mm -hmm. around him. And so we've got this energy, this aura around us all the time. What would be the words that would be coming off of you? That is what you are attracting. That is also what you are in control of. So if you're saying to the universe, I want to attract all these people who are grounded and spiritual and beautiful and kind and generous, all the while you're radiating negativity, self doubt, lack of confidence acrimony, viciousness, jealousy, whatever. That's what you're going to get, not Mm -hmm. what you want. It's what you're being. Yeah. Because when you're in that frequency, it's very simple. When you are radiating like that, that's what you notice. It doesn't matter what you say you want. If you're feeling bitter, you notice bitterness. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling jealous, you notice jealousy. You seek it out and look for evidence. It's really, really simple. It's not even like a big secret. (laughs) Pardon the pun. It's really not. It's just what you choose to focus on is what you'll notice. That's it.
0: Yep. Yep. True story. Word. Word. (laughs) Well, I'm going to leave it at that. I hope that you all got some juicy nuggets there about, you know, what it takes to be a good friend how to get right with yourself, how to fix your shit first and then how to manifest your tribe. Lots of lots of good stuff in there. And and please, please, please go to bringyourthing.com. The videos have dropped. You can see all four of them. This is like hours of training. So set aside some time and get a notebook to actually be able to take the notes. We walk you through exactly what it takes to man to get to get your goals, to bring your thing. Yeah. Well, and one of the other things too that's worth mentioning is
2: even if you don't have a massive goal, desire, dream, we work on so much of the internal process uh, that anybody will reap a benefit because we talk a lot about what you need to do Mm -hmm. to show up in the world in order to manifest what you want or to create what you want. So even if you're not like, ah, I need to get a PhD or, oh, I want to do a triathlon and you have this monolithic thing, that's fine. There's, there's learning to be had. So wherever you are, swing by. It's fucking free.
0: <laughs> so and, there's nothing to lose. Yeah. And your thing might be that you want to manifest a new tribe of people. I mean, it's, right. that's definite, that is a very valid thing to bring.
2: And you know what? One of my goals... Uh, on a couple of different years, this was quite a while ago, this is before I got involved in coaching, was to solidify an occupational path. Like I just wanted to know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. That might be your thing. Like I need to get to the bottom of what I want to do with my life. That might be your thing. It might not be you already know what it is and you need to go after it. So we can help you with that too. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is, bring it.
0: Bring it, yeah. Bringyourthing.com. Anything that you heard today, uh, books that we'd mentioned, and, and links, obviously, to to bring your thing and to, to get to know Amy more is go to your Kickass Life forward slash two seven. This is episode twenty seven, and or you can go visit Amy at thejoyjunkie.com, where you can get a lot of free stuff by signing up over there. And so, until next time, I know I'm going to have you back on because it's just for sure. It just is. <laughs> yep. All right, everybody. Until episode 28, I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.